السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما رسائد الشريف اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد The situation in Gaza and the events that are unfolding in Palestine especially in Gaza they are such that it's we're seeing them we're hearing them it's in the palm of our hands and because it's so raw it's happening now it's in front of us it's something we cannot ignore the issue of palestine and gaza in this moment and time supersedes all other issues supersedes all other discussions supersedes all other talks if we sit together and we don't mention this and we ignore what's happening there and we give don't give attention to the most critical issue where more than 30,000 people have been mercilessly killed and homes are being demolished people are being displaced and there is a massacre and a mass genocide taking place it's imperative that we discuss the issue at hand may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the understanding now from what we know and what we see the numbers are being given around the 30,000 plus figure i'm sure it'll be much more than this that 30,000 people more than 30,000 people in the last 3 months have been mercilessly killed in front of the international community this is not something done in a closet it's not something done hidden behind a closed door the world watches on you and i can see and social media allows us now to see and the footage live as it's happening and not only that the illegal israeli occupation themselves are showing footage of the massacre of the genocide they are celebrating that look this is what we are doing and this is what we plan to do so it's being done openly it's being done clearly and we are seeing this openly in front of our eyes where more than 30,000 people in one small strip of land have been made shaheed and this is a place now where there is no hospital most of the hospitals are out of order either they've been totally destroyed or they are no longer functioning there is no safe place before there were certain schools certain un refugee points certain hospitals which were declared as safe spaces now in the entire gaza from the north till the south from the east to the west there is no safe space and there is no border that they can cross they cannot go they cannot escape if people want to get away from this there is no way anybody can leave however it's not all doom and gloom we are muslims 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises with difficulty comes ease. Inna ma'al usri yusra. With every difficulty come e- comes ease. As Muslims, this is our belief. Growing up, we will always encounter difficulties in this life. Sometimes they will come in the form of what we are seeing now. And at other times, it will come in different forms. But regardless what the form is, inna ma'al usri yusra. With every difficulty comes ease. And this is a glad tiding from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that it's not always going to be like this. It's not always going to be like this. If you're seeing difficulty, there is going to be ease. The ease is going to come because this is a promise of Allah. Inna ma'al usri yusra. At the same time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy is upon the ummah. If the ummah become akhirah focused. And this is the mercy of Allah. That despite our sins, despite our apathy, despite the state of the ummah, despite that Allah is choosing certain individuals to become recipients of His mercy in the dunya and also in the akhirah as well. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he once asked his friends and his companions, Man shuhada aminkum. Who do you consider to be a shaheed? In English, we translate shaheed as martyr. Who do you consider to be a shaheed, a martyr? And the Sahaba said, Man qutila fi sabilillah. If somebody goes into battle, a Muslim goes into a battle with a non-Muslim, and then they're having a war and a fight and a battle, and the Muslim is killed in the battlefield, Sahaba said, that is a person we consider to be a shaheed and a martyr. The Prophet said, in that case, in my ummah, there will be very few shaheed. Then, shaheedu ummati laqalil. Then the shuhada of my ummah will be very few. Thereafter, the Prophet ﷺ listed, not in one hadith, in Bukhari and Muslim, we have some ahadith, some nourish, some lists, but there are other ahadith altogether. He listed in different hadith we find. Hafiz ibn Hajar al Asqalani in Fathul Bari, he mentions the Prophet. ﷺ, Aside from the person who is killed in the battlefield, he has listed 20 types of shaheed. How many? 20. This is the rahmah of Allah. This is the mercy of Allah. Why? Hafiz ibn Hajar al-Asqalani rahmatullah. This is the blessing and the rahmah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. On this ummah, Allah said, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ Through his shafa'ah, through his pleading to Allah, this wasn't for any other ummah. This wasn't for any other ummah. That there are so many variations, so many different ways in which a person can reach the stage of a shaheed and a martyr in the sight of Allah. And in this ummah, this is a blessing of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that he pleaded to Allah and Allah opened this door. And now there are 20 different ways in which a person can attain the status of becoming a martyr in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, hadith of Sahih Bukhari, Sahih Muslim. Sayyiduna Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He narrates from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, ash khamsa. There are five types of shaheed. 
and then the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam listed them: al matunu shahid, wal mabtunu shahid, wal gharikun shahid, sahibul hadmi shahid, wal shahidu wal shahidu fi sabirillah. These are some of the shuhada the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam listed. Another hadith of Jabir ibn Atiq radiyallahu anhu, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says: al shuhada usabah. And he mentioned the previous ones. And then he also mentioned Al Matroon, Wal Gharik, Wal Sahibu Zatil Jam, Wal Mabatun, Wal Wal Harik, Al Ladi Yamutu Tahtal Hadam, Al Maratu Tamutu Bijamin, Wal Nufasa, Yaktuluhu Ibnuha. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam listed more as well. Hadith of Ummu Hakim, Al Maidu Fil Bahar, Thumma Yusibuhu Kay, Thumma Yamut Fahua Shahid. Many, many different types of shuhada and martyrs are listed by the Prophet ﷺ. Why am I mentioning this? I'm mentioning this because these are in this bleak period, in this dark time, at a time of genocide, at the time of oppression and cruelty and persecution. And the whole world is silent. We feel we are helpless and we are watching on at such a time. This is a glad tiding and mubashirat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the people of Gaza. Look, we have to die anyway. Everybody has to die. Everybody has to die. If Allah is choosing for somebody to die as a shaheed, this is the greatest karama and the greatest honor and dignity somebody can have. You can't choose how you die. But we know one thing. Whatever cause you live for, Allah will make you die for that cause. The people of Gaza for the last so many years, they have been fighting for simple basic rights, for their land, for their life, for their livelihood, for their freedom. And they said, we're not going to give up. And what's happening now? Exactly what they were fighting for, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is granting them to leave the world exactly for the same cause. And what happens when a person, the Prophet ﷺ has listed all of these types of people who fall under the category of shaheed in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These people are attaining the glad tidings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know somebody who's suffering and cannot reach a hospital in Gaza. How many people are suffering? They cannot reach a hospital. Why? It's not safe. Or there are no hospitals. Or there's nobody to take them. If they die, they also die as a shaheed. Why are there so many listed? The scholars have discussed why are all of these considered to be shaheed? Because they're not dying a normal death. If somebody just dies a normal death, they've gone. Whether they're at home or wherever they are, they've passed away normally. But any situation that is not normal, where you can see that the individual is going through some kind of added stress, difficulty, pain. Allah is so kind, so merciful, He recognizes that. And He's not going to make you go through something as severe as that and not pay you back for it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what He does is put everything aside. You are a shaheed. You are a shaheed. And if you become a shaheed, that is the greatest rank you can reach. After the Anbiya alayhimu salatu wasalam, you can't become a prophet. Because Allah chooses prophets. But when we find the list of the people in the Quran, you find the mention of the Anbiya and the Siddiqeen, and then you have the Shuhada, and then you have the Salihin. وَحَسُنَ أُولَٰئِكَ رَفِيقًا Thus in this Ummah, the number of Shuhada 
because of the barakah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there are many types of shuhada. Anyone dying, anyone dying um, in a bomb blast is a shaheed. Anyone dying under the rubble of their house is a shaheed. Anyone that is crushed to death is a shaheed. Anyone who is tortured in a prison cell and dies is a shaheed. Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah alayhi. Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah alayhi, he was in prison for so many years, like were many other great scholars. And then they fed him poison and he died in sujood. He dies as a shaheed. Like this, many people are now in the Israeli prisons. For absolutely no reason whatsoever, administrative detention. If they die, they die as a shaheed. Somebody who is burned to death is a shaheed. If you're tortured to death, you become a shaheed. Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu mentions a hadith. If a person falls from a high place, from a mountain, and then you fall, you go, you drown into the water, you become a shaheed. Or you break your bones, you become a shaheed. Animals devour you, you become a shaheed. The hadith of Sa'id ibn Zayd radiallahu anhu is amazing. Man qutila duna malihi fahuwa shaheed. Anyone who dies protecting his wealth is a martyr. Aren't the people of Gaza doing that? Man qutila duna ahlihi fahuwa shaheed. You die protecting your family, you are a shaheed. Haven't we seen the images of fathers huddling up with their daughters, trying to protect them? Haven't we seen those images? And the brutal army comes and shoots and kills both of them mercilessly. In our eyes, it looks brutal. But in the sight of Allah, they have just reached the highest pinnacle of glory that you can reach in this dunya. And more than the dunya in the akhirah. Because we are Muslims. We are akhirah focused. We believe in the life hereafter. This is not the end all and the be all. It all starts after you leave the world. And the greatest karama is your final moments in this world. That's why you will have heard every single week when I give the Juma khutbah, you will have heard I recite only one ayah. This is intentional. This is intentional. You might think, does he not know any other verses? Is that all he knows? I do it intentionally. In the Juma khutbah every week, you hear from me only one ayah. And the ayah is, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu attaqullaha haqqa tuqatih, wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun. Allah subhanahu this is the crux of your life as a Muslim. Everything, everything we can talk about for the rest of your lives, the whole of the Quran and the Sunnah is in this one ayah. Everything is in there. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu attaqullaha haqqa tuqatih, O believers, have the taqwa of Allah the way you are supposed to have the taqwa of Allah. Meaning, follow Islam in its entirety. And when your time comes to leave the world, make sure you only die as a Muslim. The most important moment in the life of a Muslim is the final breath, the final moment. And everything we're doing now, when your eyes open in the morning, we don't think about this. But the first thing I should think about is today I need to spend my day in such a way that those final moments I can spend in a way pleasing to Allah. You can choose. I know we can't choose how to die, but you can choose how to live. And we've been told you will die as you live. You will die as you live. You can choose that. If you, die, if you live for the cause, you will die for the cause. So let us understand, what do, you, do, you, do we even have a cause? Or is it just waking up, going to work? watching the kids, you know, watching a movie or something. 
and then having some food, having some more food, having a bit more food, and then having a dessert, and then getting ready to bed and next day. Or is there, what do we live for? Is there a cause we live for? Do we exist for anything? If you are killed protecting your religion, you're a shaheed. You're protecting your family, you are a shaheed. So I'm going to very quickly just go through some of these shuhada that have been mentioned in the hadith. Ibn Hajar has listed 20, we won't be able to go through all of them. So the first one is the greatest. Anyone who dies in a battlefield, we know about that. This type of shaheed is a shaheed of dunya and akhirah. What does that mean? Meaning, if a person is in the battlefield and is killed, fighting with the enemy. In that case, you are a shaheed of dunya as well. Meaning, you will not be given ghusl. There will be no ghusl. There will be no kafan. There will be no janazah. No ghusl. No kafan, no janazah. You, you bury the ghazi, the warrior, the shaheed, exactly like that. And then the hadith says, on the day of judgment, when you are resurrected, the hadith says, This body is going to be resurrected. The wounds where the swords and the gunshots and the firing will have hurt that individual. Blood will be gushing out on that day, on the day of qiyamah. Everybody will see. That this is a person who gave their life for the cause of Allah. Blood will be gushing out. And the hadith says, The color will be the color of blood. But the fragrance will be the fragrance of musk. It will be beautiful. And these people will be given tajul karama, a crown of honor on that day. And many other blessings. So this is the number one. Other than that, the hadith says, Man Anyone who is killed in in the way of Allah, for example, somebody goes in khuruj. This is very common now. The Prophet has made it very accessible. Anybody who goes out in the path of Allah, somebody's gone out for four months, for 40 days, for three days, for da'wah. And whilst doing so passes away, you've gone for the sake of Allah. This person is a shaheed. Somebody goes to study knowledge. Whether it's locally, they go abroad, they're learning the Quran and the Sunnah. And in the process, you become shaheed. Somebody goes for charity work, for sadaqah, building houses for orphanages, providing blankets for the people of Gaza. You die in this charity work as long as you're doing it for the sake of Allah. And a person passes away, this individual is also a shaheed. A person goes for hajj, a person goes for umrah, a person goes to visit Masjid al-Aqsa. And you die in that journey. Fahuwa Shaheed, the Prophet is telling us. Similarly, Atta'un, somebody who dies in an epidemic, a plague, COVID, for example, somebody died, we will consider them to be a Shaheed. Similarly, Al Mabatunu Shaheed, anybody who dies from an internal illness, cancer, for example, a cancer patient suffers, they go for chemotherapy. You think Allah is just going to allow a person to suffer or not reward them? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already begun to reward them and written that this person, if this individual dies because of this suffering, this person will die as a shaheed. Similarly, the Prophet said, A person who dies in pneumonia, for example, will pass away as a shaheed. A woman who dies in childbirth, She's delivering the baby. Either she dies at the time of birth, or she dies before she delivers, or she dies after delivering because of the child. 
This woman is also considered to be a shaheed. Somebody who drowns will become a shaheed. A person who is crushed under their house, under the rubble, is a shaheed. The people of Gaza, as you can see, anybody who is burnt alive is a shaheed. Somebody who falls from a high place and dies is a shaheed. Somebody who dies protecting their land is a shaheed. People of Gaza. Somebody who dies protecting their wealth is a shaheed. Somebody who dies protecting their family is a shaheed. Somebody who dies protecting their religion. You're protecting Islam. You're living to protect Islam and somebody kills you. You become a shaheed. You pr- somebody who dies protecting their rights. The people of Palestine, they've been, they, they are resisting to, for their right. That's all they're doing. And they're being killed. They're not fighters. They're not going and killing people. They're just living a normal life, trying to be as normal as everybody else in the world. But they are standing up for their right. And if you are killed in the process, we are told by the Prophet ﷺ, you become a shaheed. Somebody who is thrown off their animal. I mean, the olden days, they never had cars. So if you're, you're on an animal, the animal throws you off and a person dies. Today, we can consider this a car accident. Anybody who dies in an accident, you become a shaheed. Now, shaheed, the ulama say, what does it mean, shaheed? Shaheed means present. Allah is giving so much glory to the shaheed. One of Allah's names is a shaheed. So number one, Allah is giving one of his names to a martyr and saying, here, this is what I call myself with. I'll let you call yourself with that as well. And a shaheed means, shaheed means hadir. Shaheed means present. Meaning, the soul, the ulama, the soul of a martyr is present. This is why the Quran prohibits you. Do not refer to a shaheed as dead. Because his soul is present. Quran says, do not say regarding those who have been killed for the sake of Allah, that they are dead. Allah says, Bal They are alive. They are alive. And what is the benefit of a shaheed? The benefits of the shaheed, number one, the hadith says, on the first drop of blood, all their sins are forgiven. Number two, Allah shows them their abode in Jannah as soon as they leave the world. Number three, Allah clothes them iman with a clothing of iman. Number four, Allah marries them to the hurul ain. Number five, Allah protects them from the fire of Jahannam. Number six, Allah gives them tajul karama, the crown of honor. Number seven, Allah saves them from the torment and the persecution on the day of Qiyamah. And number eight, Allah will allow them to intercede for 70 members of their family. For Hani and Li Ahli Palestine. Hani and Li Ahli Gaza. Is there anyone from Palestine who is not going to go Jannah now? Because there are so many shaheeds. And if every single shaheed since 1948 until now, how many shaheeds have been? If every single one is given the chance to make shafa'ah for 70 members of their family, these are holy people. The hadith already told us, The best people at the end of times will be the people who live where Ibrahim migrated in the land of Palestine, in the land of Baytul Maqdis. What you are seeing in front of you, this is a bashara and a glad tiding from Allah. In our eyes, in our lives, it looks very painful. But the hadith is telling you and me, when a shaheed dies, they do not feel pain. Accept the pain you feel 
when you are bitten by an insect. This is a hadith of the Prophet When you are bitten by an insect, you get a little prick. This is the pain felt by a shaheed. And the nur, the rahmah, the jannah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is awaiting for these individuals. A few days ago, the Israeli occupation circulated an image of them killing an individual who was hafiz of the Quran, imam of a masjid. And he recited beautifully. And they thought they were showing something good. But instead they realized later on that Muslims, when they saw this, this gave them great sukoon. It gave them tranquility, peace. Why? Because not only did this person die as a shaheed, he died in sajda. Amazing. For both of these karama to come together, sajda, a death of sujood, and a death of shahada. Being a martyr, and also dying in sujood, this is the greatest honor Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could grant anybody. We're seeing them go from the world in the best of ways. My question to you and myself first of all is, what cause do we live for? And what cause are we going to die for? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to ponder upon our final moments and let us continue supporting our brothers and sisters in need in any way, shape or form possible. There are, alhamdulillah, there is a lot of aid going there now. So you have an opportunity. Up until now, people were saying, how can we help? How can we help? Is there any aid going in? Now we know that aid is going in. So do your best, whatever you can give. This is the time to give, to support, to donate. Similarly, anything else within your capacity that you can take part in. For example, next Saturday, Saturday the 13th, there's a national protest taking place in London. There'll be coaches going from Birmingham and from the rest of the country as well. Start planning from now. These are things that you and I can do that's within our capacity. And of course, not forgetting, every Sunday morning at this masjid, we have the Great Fajr campaign, which is done for the cause of Masjid Al-Aqsa and the people of Palestine. Once again, I sit here and I invite you. 6.45 a.m. is Salatul Fajr. We want every brother, every sister, every child to make a concentrated effort to attend and partake and be part of the cause of supporting the people of Gaza, of Palestine, of Masjid Al-Aqsa. Inshallah, everybody will try and attend. And don't come alone. Bring somebody with you, Inshallah. Jazakumullahu khaira wa akhiru da'wana. And alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.